0: hey what's happening guys hope you're all well welcome back to the create me podcast so yeah this is going to be episode 83 and it's with local artist and illustrator jade flannery i briefly spoke to jade last year during episode 71 and that was with the art noodles group so i definitely want to expand on that conversation i had with jade last year so she came by the night studio space and we spoke about a load of interesting things so i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and yeah i'll catch up with you at the end all right see you soon Hey guys, welcome back to KB Podcast. Yeah, so this is going to be episode 83 and I'm here with local illustrator and artist Jade Flannery. How's it going Jade?
1: Pretty good, thanks for having me.
0: No worries, um, for those um, that listen to the podcast and you might remember Jade, I spoke to you briefly um, it was the Noodles um, group episode, I think it was probably about like a couple of minutes that we spoke for <laughs> Yeah. and yeah. I kind of thought like, well I started, I started following you after and I kind of been following your work so I thought it'd be really cool. Kind of just like expanding that little discussion that we had a bit further for this episode. So welcome to the podcast as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no thanks for coming on. So just for the listeners, could you give them a little brief overview about what you do and how, how this all got started for yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So um I'm a freelance illustrator and artist. Um and I've been I've been drawing pretty much all my life, mm-hmm. but um sort of my mum uh, originally went to like art college but she didn't really see any sort of payoff from it so my family were very much like oh it's not really a viable oh, career okay. option and stuff so um yeah I, I just saw it it's a sort of side thing that I enjoyed doing and stuff and tried other stuff, and when um, I came up to Aberdeen from um, St Helens, where I'm from originally, uh, to study history of art, so I'm completely self-taught, like I don't even have like a GCSE in art or anything, I just sort of taught myself, and I was originally um, doing law and psychology, Yeah, and that just, that really didn't work out for me, (laughs) I just sort of didn't really fit in with that crowd, and then... um, Mm -hmm. I took a history of art module and I just loved it and um I started teaching myself how to oil paint Mm -hmm. because um I'd used like watercolors and stuff in the past but um I it hadn't really gelled with me which is weird because I started doing watercolors again sort of a couple of years ago and now I really love it again Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but um yeah so I graduated from uh Abden University and then um, I decided that I may as well just sort of give it a go mm-hmm. kind of thing because it felt like it was like the perfect opportunity to just sort of yeah. see if I could make the kind of art and illustration thing work so you know I'm I'm still sort of figuring it out but oh, I've, right. yeah, I've been doing a lot of like commissions and stuff oh, um, I illustrated uh, Karen McMillan's book cover it was oh, like okay. her first physical book and stuff Sorry. so I did that, and um, yeah, I've just been uh, making stuff for my Etsy shop, Trash Bag Boutique. so cool. Yeah.
0: So it sounds really good. So I think there's definitely a lot of those kind of unpicked. Um, then, and John is like might have a chat with you as well, but. What well, if I want to go back to, you said that, you know, that your family would have thought, like, a creative kind of path wasn't that kind of viable. Yeah. So when you kind of turned to your parents and said, hey, actually, I've done this, but I'm going to be doing this, what was their kind of response like? Uh, well, my mum immediately, she was like, okay, what's your backup plan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. um and I think my grandparents still don't really like understand it, like right. um, and stuff. But um, my dad's actually been sort of really supportive, and he's, you know, he's it's quite cute. He always like uh, shares my stuff on like Facebook and oh, things okay. and stuff. So like that's quite quite sweet and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I think I think they've sort of realised that you know like. Especially because I'm so far away, okay. and I'm kind of like living my own life and stuff. That um, you know, I just have to do what works for me. And yeah. I tr- I tried so long to sort of make something else kind of work, mm-hmm. and. You know, I sort of had this idea of, like, I was like, oh, it's too bad that I can, like, draw and stuff and that I'm creative because that doesn't seem to be a practical thing. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is, it's like, you know, there's hundreds of people who are...
0: Who are doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So have you found that kind of transition then from studying, like, history of art... To being like an independent more or less would you kind of say even though like you're an artist and illustrator but you also have an independent business as well yeah. how have you found all that kind of transition
1: um it's a it's a constant learning process mm. definitely but i think um we're in such a great position now it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword really because the internet means that like you know, you can be in connection with like everybody at yeah? mm-hmm. like, you know, a few clicks of a mouse and stuff, but at the same time there's like thousands and thousands of other people all sort of shouting into the void. So mm-hmm. it's you know, I've I think like I've always been the kind of person who's just like, oh, I'll just, like, give it a go and see how it happens. But um, I I definitely never would have thought of myself as a sort of, like, quite business-minded person. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not particularly great at, like, maths and things like that. And, like, you know, there's been a sort of constant learning process with that. But, like, you know... It, that's just it. You think that, like, if you sort of do badly or like you fail, it's the end of the world, and the reality is less, that's, that's really not the case at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's brilliant. Like, you know, like when you're running in your own kind of business, and you can, kind of, there's so much things you kind of factor in learning and. You can go on, like, courses and stuff and essentially, like, I think you learn from those kind of the mistakes that you make as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, okay, I should have factored that in. I've learned yeah. now and stuff as well. And also, like things like, copyright and all these kind of bits and pieces. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think the uh, the law background helped to a degree with that oh, but, sort of thing. Yeah, because cool. it, more than anything, it just means that I can read, like, you know, sort of contracts and really arduous documents and, like, sort of, still pay attention and pick out yeah. what I need to do and things like that. But, um, yeah, especially with, like, Etsy and stuff, like mm. learning sort of how to ship things and how to calculate, you know, your sort of, like, cost per unit and yeah. your markup and things like that. Like, mm. um, it, it, it can be a sort of, like, steep learning process, but, like, you know, when you when you set it up, you think you build it up in your head quite a bit, and you're like, "Oh, this is going to be amazing," and then yeah. you put it online, and then nobody cares. <laughs> like, you don't get like. Because there yeah, are literally
0: thousands of adverts. <laughs> yeah. The shops on Etsy as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I find just like um, not getting—it's really easy to get caught up in the numbers mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, I'm not getting enough sales," or like you know, sort of shares on Instagram or whatever, yeah. you know. But um, it's. I found that it's really beneficial to just see passing numbers and see the people
0: Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So, um, I yeah, I try to make sure with, like, every order that I put in, you know, just little kind of details and stuff, like, I'm still in a position where I can, like, handwrite thank you notes because I'm not okay. getting too many orders that that would be impossible and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've had a really sort of positive response from people just being, like, you know, because I think that's what a lot of people go to Etsy for mm-hmm. is that kind of
0: that unique one off pieces that you can't get anywhere else and that resonates yeah. with someone yeah
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah I, ma- I make everything myself like okay. I don't outsource any of the manufacturing i just do it all really? with it myself yeah wow that's a
0: lot of work though yeah. Like,
1: yeah yeah um, i think I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak like that because like you know you can send off so much stuff to you know like other manufacturers and then like you order 200 or something and then you get them back and like yeah. something's wrong I and you're like no this. yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i think that's the thing i think like um i think that's one thing like that you mentioned just there. that i've never kind of touched on i think during, since doing this in the podcast is like that kind of thing that I was think I have that kind of well, like possessive control or something that I've kind of created or that I'm involved yeah. in I kind of definitely want to see it through from beginning to end
1: yeah if, if yeah. it's outside <laughs> I
0: struggle to see how that's going to kind of go through that process I need to be involved
1: yeah like, how do you definitely.
0: kind of find that then that having that do you kind of feel like oh you get to that point where you can maybe you can like oh I, I might get to that stage where I can let somebody else take over that little bit for me or are you still in that mindset of actually no i need to see it all the way through
1: i think um anything that i can do myself i will Mm -hmm. do myself so for like uh making like uh stickers and badges and stuff i've just like um i have the equipment to do that but if i wanted to do like enamel pins or washi tape or something like that then um yeah i would definitely i would have to let go there but i think um Yeah, Grayson Perry put it best because he said, like, um, you know, your mistakes are your style. So he's like, I have to do it wrong, but in my way. (laughs) So And think there's a degree of that to it. But I think as well, part of it is um, it's really difficult to sort of know what's happening when you pass it off to somebody else. So I want to try and make my manufacturing processes, like, sustainable and as eco-friendly as possible and stuff. So, you know, I know that, like... I'm using, like, you know, sort of recycled or recyclable and compostable sort of, like, packaging and things, and I can work things out myself, and I think when you do it yourself, it's a lot easier to sort of, like, fine-tune things, Mm -hmm. whereas when you, you know, sort of order things in bulk, then, like, you know, you just sort of get what you're given to a degree but you know i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it for everybody because okay. it's
0: a lot of work, yeah, but, yeah, it's lot of work <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so for yourself then like you've been in aberdeen for like 10 years you said yeah. yeah so how have you kind of found that kind of process establishing yourself in aberdeen as an illustrator and an artist
1: yeah i it's it's been quite interesting because um i think people have because jam- i do like other stuff outside of um art and illustration that are quite creative as well like i um I've sort of taken a backseat from it, but I did burlesque for a while and um, me and my partner make music and stuff. So um, sort of making connections with people with like uh, events and stuff, you sort of, I've... I think I, like everybody in Aberdeen is like really friendly mm-hmm. and stuff, and um, you know I think I have a bit of a hang up myself because I'm self taught that like I feel like people would be like, oh you're not a real
0: illustrator, yeah, yeah, you haven't studied here or there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm
1: expecting that sort of like frog police kind of like <laughs> <laughs> display of my credentials <laughs> or something, but um, everyone's just so lovely and yeah. I think. It's really difficult to put yourself out there mm-hmm. when you've made something creative that you've put so much into into and you know mean so much you. It's like really hard to face the prospect of like criticism and things. Yeah. But you know, people are generally quite nice, and the people who are horrible about things probably have their own reason for that, and yeah. it's probably nothing to do with you.
0: I I must I kind of feel like it's almost kind of like, I think it's kind of good to kind of embrace all levels of kind of criticism. I think like in my mind, I think that try try trying maybe learn from it and someone says, oh, maybe you can do that a bit different. I, think, no, I never thought of that. Thank you and stuff. Yeah, you
1: know? exactly. Unless someone's
0: kind of saying like a barrage of abuse. Yeah. You know, you're not going to apply to them and stuff. But I think it's just like, that's like, you know, when you touched on about that bit of putting your work out there and I guess for you it's always kind of a bit of a nervous feeling like I'm going to post this up on Instagram or Facebook and I've done this I really like it and you kind of put it out there and you're waiting for the responses or do you kind of just put it out there and and then turn off your phone and be like that's it it's done it's out there
1: yeah I try and do that a lot more now like um, if you use it as sort of a one way kind of megaphone type deal where you just sort of shout out and then hide yourself away but you know I'm never um, I never mind constructive criticism Mm -hmm. Be, you know, as long as it's like because that is how you learn how to do things mm-hmm. and you know obviously anybody doing anything creative you're you're doing it for yourself because you would be doing it mm-hmm. you know no matter what but the minute that you start sort of you know putting it on social media or trying to monetize that yeah. kind of thing then you know you you have to be aware that you can't just live in a vacuum sort yeah. of thing but mm-hmm. at the same time you can't just do things for other people because, you know...
0: Yeah, I think you have to do what makes you happy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. You can't be, like, the crowd pleaser because then it always comes in disingenuous in your work. You know, it's like, this is what's the flavour of the month, so I want to do this, and, and you know, yeah. it doesn't really work, because then, in reality, you're, you're, you're unhappy.
1: Yeah. It's not exactly. actually what you want
0: to be producing, or actually putting out there as well.
1: Yeah, so. and you can never predict it, because mm. there's been stuff that, um you know, I've put up on my shop, and I've mm. been like, oh, this is going to be really good, I'm going to get, yeah. you know, sort of loads of feedback, and nobody cares, and then, like, stuff that I've been like... I didn't really like this, but I'll yeah. just I'll just show it anyway, yeah. and I've got a really good response from. So, like, <laughs> you know, just
0: yeah, it's it's hard to predict. Like, I guess it's kind of other people's interpretation of what they see through your work as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't know what people are gonna identify with. You just gotta hope that you know you make the work that you want to mm-hmm. see, and hope that you know there's other people who yeah. will identify with
0: that. And like, in terms of your work, what what do you think? Kind of like. Through your kind of creative practice, what kind of influenced your work? Oh, it's it's so
1: much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say, like, you know, my sort of history of art degree, the Mm -hmm. kind of canon of art and stuff really influenced me. But um, at the same time, like, you know, I'm quite a nerd and stuff. And like, um, my granddad is like, really into you know like sort of old sci-fi films and stuff so um a lot of that kind of like pop culture stuff is kind of in cinema and like comic books and things but just yeah i think just sort of i try and draw in a lot of inspiration from like um a lot of places so sometimes it'll be like something i've read and, or you know something i've heard mm. that makes me like think about things in a different way and sometimes it's actually the process of making things so mm. like you know i'll like um think about a new way that i can like use watercolor or um use oil painting to get a different effect and then um you know try and implement that into something as a whole i think probably music is the best kind of ex- example because mm. um Yeah, I write songs a lot and and me and my partner write together Mm. and stuff. And sometimes you'll just sort of, you'll figure out a new thing that you can do or a new sort of like, you know, sort of like a a pentatonic harmony or something like that. And then like, you know, you'll be like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll build something around that. So I think it's like, you know, sort of finding a key thread of sort of like inspiration and then just sort of like pulling on it and seeing where it goes and sometimes it goes nowhere and sometimes you get something really great out of it so that sounds
0: really cool it sounds really interesting and i was looking at like your instagram and i kind of felt like that you definitely kind of like have your own kind of style in your work yeah. I and mean, don't not kind of like pigeonhole you and then closely you do loads of different kind of things as well What kind of really what resonated with me is that the kind of style of your work seems very kind of unique
1: oh well, thank so, you yeah. it's funny because I think um as an illustrator and an artist you you really try and like develop a style and you're sort of you know there's this kind of public zeitgeist that you need to have a style sort of thing and like um I never really feel like I have a style and you only realise after a while you're like, oh well, it's the things that like I can't control and I don't notice mm-hmm. that sort of like um, dictate your style yeah. and stuff but um, yeah, I think I think just you, you can get really hung up on like trying to create work in a particular way and it's like, you know, you have to just sort of like relax and just you know, yeah. go, go with it and see what you produce, it's quite hard, especially like, you know, you don't want to be imitating other people like you know you, there's a difference between drawing inspiration and then you
0: know sort of like that's plagiarism. a big thing now isn't it i think i see a lot of that like on like social media or you know just articles about big companies ripping off the yeah. small businesses or like an independent artist as well and i kind of felt like it, that's the, it's so difficult for the small the person who's got a small business to kind of actually challenge that because you've got these big yeah. companies and they're all lined up and stuff so you can probably call them out on social media and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? And stuff yeah. like that.
1: You know, yeah. Yeah, I guess we have... At least we have the advantage of, like, you know... Because um, the internet can be a very strange place at times. Yeah. But at least, you know... Like, if that, that happened in, like, the 90s or the 80s, mm. then, you know, you could probably tell the people around you that somebody had ripped you off. But it probably yeah. wouldn't get any further. Yeah. But I think... Um, big companies like rely so much on reputation and Mm -hmm. things that sometimes calling out people you know can be quite beneficial but um I'd say anybody who's like taking like I never I've never been the kind of person who's like oh this person is like ripping me off if my work looks similar Mm -hmm. for like if I feel like I've oh somebody's told me that I've inspired them Mm -hmm. to sort of do something slightly differently I'm like well
0: that's a a compliment
1: then. yeah uh, that's really great you know and um i can't remember who it was who said it but you know they said uh you know people can rip off the work that you've already made Mm -hmm. but they have you know you you have that kind of like uh that creative skill to Mm -hmm. keep making stuff so Mm -hmm. you know you keep developing you keep making new things so you know a lot of the time when i've made something if somebody takes influence from that and that Sort of puts them in a particular path. I'm not really too bothered about it because I'm like, well, you know, I've got, you know, the next however many things yeah. that I'm going to be doing and okay. stuff. And it's, I think, you know, we have this idea that like originality is like this really pure thing that everybody mm. has to do. And we've, you know, humans have been on the planet for like thousands of years
0: so you're it? always inspired by something that's yeah. Been there, right? yeah yeah yeah
1: even if you don't realize yeah. it somebody mm-hmm. has probably told that story before yeah. or done that thing before <laughs> so you know
0: absolutely so like you know for you you know um going on that path having your own business you know and you know, like your kind of creative process where do you kind of see you see yourself kind of taking on new challenges in like through like to like 2020 into next year
1: definitely yeah I feel like um I'm finally sort of laying my roots to a degree and I'm sort of you know
0: after 10 years
1: yeah (laughs) well I was at university for quite a while trying to figure out what degree I wanted (laughs) to do and stuff like that but yeah no, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, my business yeah. and stuff, because I've only been uh, self-employed for, like, two years now, okay. I think, so. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like I'm finally, because it's such a slow process to grow something mm-hmm. from nothing when you're just sort of, you know, doing it with, like, what little you have, yeah. like, and... But the advantage is, you, you know, you sort of, you either have, like, money or time kind of thing. And you can leverage both of those in different yeah. ways to kind of build something. But, yeah, I'm, I, d- I definitely s- probably say yes to, like, too much kind of thing. Like, yeah. whenever anybody needs, like, help or anything, I was just like, yeah, sure. And then I don't think about the fact that, like, I've, you know, the strain that that's going to put on me with everything yeah. else.
0: because <laughs> yeah. there's so many days in the week you can do something, isn't there, really? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I think um, I was going to ask you is just about, yeah, just about like, you know, obviously you have your own business and you've been doing that for two years. If somebody kind of listening to this right now and they're kind of thinking, oh, that's what they're kind of thinking of doing, what would that your main advice be? Yeah.
1: Um, I'd say, I'd say just just start, to be honest, because mm-hmm. the first step always seems like the scariest. and um, Like, a, you know, I said before, you think, It's going to be this big thing because it's such a big thing in your mind. And the reality is that, you know, like you're probably not going to have, you know, many sales or whatever to begin with. But just as long as you're doing something you love and something you enjoy, then, you know, just the act of doing it will fulfill you. And you can kind of like, you know, I'm the perfect example that you can learn as you go kind of thing. And like, you know, Every, as long as you don't get sort of, like, defeated by, you know, thinking that it's going to be an amazing thing, like, straight away. You've got to, you know, it's like Rome wasn't built in a day kind yeah. of thing. Like, you, you you build it up from nothing. But just, you know, I would say just just go for it. Because, you, yeah. you know, you've, you don't really ever lose anything. You just keep trying new things and mm. seeing what sticks, you know. Yeah.
0: So, so like, in terms of your music... I didn't realise until he's almost now as <laughs> you're doing before doing music with your partner. So what kind of music are you guys kinda of doing? Is it experimental? Um
1: Yeah, I, it's really hard to categorize because I think like you can only put a genre on something in yeah. hindsight really. But um yeah, we both um like my partner Lewis uh, had a band mm. before we were together and then um they were the Baker Street irregulars mm. and um everybody sort of went the separate ways and then um i like taught myself to play ukulele while i was at right. uni and um, i used to play violin when i was like four but like right. i gave that up like a long time ago and then you know i taught myself how to play like guitar and bass and stuff and recently i've started learning how to play the drums and right. stuff so um yeah we we've got a lot of like influences from like i would say it's like you know it's guitar music oh, yeah kind of thing and probably like quite indie but um, we have the problem that because there's only two of us we play all the parts so like we okay. literally can't play it live at the moment <laughs> because we'd have to clone ourselves right. but um, yeah w- we have an attitude of like um, whatever the song needs yeah. kind of thing so you know I think with a lot of bands and stuff that I've seen and been in, in the past and stuff mm-hmm. people's like egos can get in the way but we have like you know if nothing is if, if you're just like, oh, that's not right for the song, kind of thing, then nothing is like, sort of like, oh, you know. Yeah, you know,
0: there's, not, there's not been too many personalities that it. <laughs> yeah. it's just both for you, yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So, um, and Lewis does all the like uh, mixing and production as cool. well. So, uh, like, yeah, we've yeah. been really advantageous with that because, you know, all we need is sort of a computer with Cubase and like, yeah, you know,
0: absolutely
1: DI and a mic and we're good to go. Oh, nice one. So yeah. So
0: I think for you guys that's kinda of like how long you've been doing that together now?
1: Um oh god, I'd say like about two to three years. But we've like, got we've got um a bunch of songs hmm. that we've already recorded that we're sort of like we've been meaning to put them out for a while, but you know, just sort of life gets yeah, in the way. Yeah. And um I think because we both have our own kind of self-employed things because I do art and illustration and he's an independent game developer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we both have our main things, so we don't put too much kind of, like...
0: A pressure on yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, it's so hard to make a living from, well, like, anything creative, really, but, like, especially music now and stuff. I think, like, there's a... the Music as a commodity has sort of become almost valueless in the system with, like, um, you know, like things like Spotify. And oh, stuff yeah, people streaming like s- stuff, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, So we quite uh, stubbornly don't put anything on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. You guys are getting that for free. No, <laughs> yeah. No, no, fair yeah. enough, totally, totally get that. So for you this year, is there any kind of new projects that you're kind of involved in that you can speak about?
1: Um. It's, it's really, like, uh, more of the same. I've got a couple of uh, art calls kind of thing that I'm applying to and stuff. Okay. Um, and, like, I've, I've been doing a lot of uh, private commissions oh. and stuff to try and, you know, because it's a sort of balance between the personal projects that I want to do and then, you know, sort of trying and, like, to... be
0: having a business.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. and trying to earn a living and stuff like that. But I'm hoping to, like... Um, Expand my sort of like range of products in my shop and stuff, and do more painting. And hopefully, um, yeah, there's definitely going to be more music stuff because we, you know, we have a few things like in the bag, and um, yeah, I'm hoping to develop uh, my like a Patreon and oh, yeah. see yeah. how that goes yeah. and stuff and um, do more sort of YouTube kind mm. of stuff okay. of just documenting the process and Brilliant. things. So, yeah, a lot more experimenting.
0: That sounds really good, man. Like, no, it sounds like got a lot kind of going on as well. yeah so if you can just kind of manage to juggle all those kind of things yeah. and maybe not say yes to everything you know, <laughs> yeah. like, but jade thank you very much for coming on the podcast before i finish up um do you let the listeners know where they can find you like online and like youtube
1: yeah sure so um i'm mainly active on instagram so on instagram and jade fonnery art that's F L A N N E R Y jade flannery art and um on youtube it's Trashbag tv mm-hmm. and um on etsy i'm trash bag boutique
0: okay are you on facebook and twitter as well
1: i am but um i don't really like i do, if you follow me on instagram it's the same stuff kind yeah. of thing i just okay. post to all three platforms so oh, i'd cool. say you know but um yeah on on facebook it's jade flannery art mm-hmm. and um yeah i think it's the same on twitter but totally. I'm, I'm really bad with twitter because <laughs> this it's a very angry place and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't find a nice peaceful corner on twitter now oh no. No, <laughs> no but no thank you very much for coming on the podcast and coming to the nightroom studio space really appreciate it jade oh, thank you and so now, all around. those links in the episode descriptions for, for the listeners you can go and check out jade's work as well so thank you thank you very much I hope you guys enjoyed and catch you later Hey guys, back again for the Blue Tree Little Ramble Um, Hope you enjoyed the episode with Jade Flannery I want to thank Jade for coming on the podcast And sharing her story with us Um, Check out the links in the episode description To find Jade's work And give her a like and a share on social media guys Um, So yeah, moving forward A lot of interesting chats coming up in the next few months So really looking forward to that And if you're a big fan of the podcast Be sure to show your love and support By Bigging Up The Dean So you can find um, that on on Etsy um, at the Big Up The Dean shop and on Instagram, you can kind of find out what we're all about there on at the Big Up The Dean on Instagram. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys, man, tuning in and showing love for the podcast as usual. I'm gonna be back very soon and have a chat. So, yeah, see you soon, guys. Bye for now.